Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including a visit with uh, Kathleen Pasadomo, the president of the Florida State Senate. Uh, this is the last week of legislature. We'll find out what's going on. Boo Mortensen will be joining us. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Les Govern, and my wife Linda will be joining us as, as well at the end of the show. It is May the 2nd. And on this day in 1972, after nearly five decades as director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, J. Edgar Hoover died, leaving the powerful government agency without an administrator who had been largely responsible for its existence and its shape. Educated as a lawyer and a librarian, Hoover joined the Department of Justice in 1917 and with two years, within two years, had become special assistant to Attorney General A. Mitchell Palmer, Deeply anti-radical in his ideology, Hoover became to the forefront of federal law enforcement during the Red Scare of 1919 and 1920. The former librarian set up a card index system listing every radical leader, organization, and publication in the United States, and by 1921 had amassed some 450,000 files, more than 10,000 suspected communists were also arrested during this period, but the vast majority of these people were briefly questioned and then released. Although the Attorney General was criticized for abusing his authority during the Palmer Raids, Hoover emerged unscathed, and by on May the 10th, 1924, he was appointed acting director of the Bureau of Investigation, a branch of the Justice Department established in 1909. During the 1920s, with Congress approval, uh, Director Hoover drastically restructured and expanded the Bureau of Investigation. He built the corruption-ridden agency into an efficient crime-fighting machine, establishing a centralized fingerprint file, a crime laboratory, and training schools for agents. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the 1930s, the Bureau of Investigation launched a dramatic battle against the epidemic of organized crime brought on by Prohibition, Notorious gangsters such as George Machine Gun Kelly and John Dillinger met their ends looking down the barrels of a bureau-issued gun, while others like Louis Lepke Burkhalter, the elusive head of the murder incorporated, were successfully investigated and prosecuted by Hoover's G-Men. Hoover, who had a keen eye for public relations, participated in a number of these widely publicized arrests, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, as it's uh, well known in 1935, became the highly regarded by Congress and the American public. With the outbreak of World War II, Hoover revived the anti-espionage techniques he had developed during the first Red Scare, and domestic wiretaps and other electronic surveillance ex expanded dramatically. After World War II, Hoover focused on the threat of radical, especially communist, subversion. The FBI compiled files of millions of Americans suspected of dissident activity, and Hoover worked closely with the House on Un-American Activities and Joe, Senator Joseph McCarthy, the architect of America's second Red Scare. <clears throat> In 1956, Hoover initiated Co Intelpro, 
a secret counterintelligence program that initially start, uh, targeted the U.S. Communist Party, but later was expanded to infiltrate and disrupt any radical organization in America. Kind of call that uh, mission creep. During the 60s, the immense resources of COINTELPRO were used against dangerous groups such as the Ku Klux Klan, but also against African-American civil rights organizations and liberal anti-war organizations. One figure especially targeted was civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr., who endured systemic harassment from uh, the FBI. <clears throat> By the time Hoover entered service, uh, under his eighth president in 1969, the media, the public, and Congress had grown suspicious that the FBI might be abusing its authority. For the first time in his bureaucratic career, Hoover endured widespread criticism, and Congress responded by passing laws requiring Senate confirmation of future FBI directors and limiting their tenure to 10 years. On May the 2nd, 1972, with the Watergate affair about to explode onto the national stage, Hoover died of heart disease in the, at age 77. The Watergate affair subsequently revealed that the FBI had illegally protected President Richard Nixon from investigation, and the agency was thoroughly investigated uh, by Congress. Revelations of the FBI's abuses of power and unconstitutional surveillance motivated Congress and the uh, media to become more vigilant in future monitoring of FBI. Well, it's certainly true now. It needs monitoring today more than ever uh, because the Bureau has become weaponized. And as the usual disclaimer, there's lots of good folks there doing a great job, but the people on the seventh floor, quite frankly, all should be replaced in my opinion. And that would be the uh, leadership team of the FBI. <clears throat> Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen projected Monday that the U.S. could run out of cash to pay its bills as early as June 1st. Well, Joe Biden on Monday finally requested that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy negotiate the debt limit during a meeting to be held on May the 9th to avoid default, a move that contradicted the White House's previous position, of course, uh, his spokesperson said that, that, that he wasn't going to negotiate. So it was a quick turnaround on that position. While uh, traveling to Israel, McCarthy received a call from Biden to schedule a meeting to negotiate raising the debt limit after days of stonewalling. On Wednesday, McCarthy and the House of Republicans passed a bill to raise the debt limit. Reports indicating that uh, Biden's administration was taken by surprise when McCarthy successfully passed the bill. McCarthy's unpredicted victory apparently left the Biden administration flat-footed and on its heels. The White House stonewalling position remains consistent uh, through the Monday afternoon, about one hour after the White House press briefing, Biden called McCarthy. As Biden and McCarthy prepared to negotiate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said, uh-uh, I'm not going that way. He's announced hearings on the uh, House bill at the, at, as a public relations attempt to condemn it. Uh, Schumer has refused to enact his own legislation or hold a vote on the House's bill. So Schumer's not on board, but I think uh, there's a lot of Democrats that are, and we'll see how this turns out. But it's all down to the, as usual, the 11th hour. Hunter Biden was ordered to answer questions about his financials and sit for an interview under oath in a child support case against his daughter's mother, an Arkansas County judge ruled on Monday. Biden uh, <clears throat> will answer questions from his mother's counseling, counsel in writing, with, which has the potential to reveal information about the family's international business ventures and his art sales to anonymous buyers. 
The judge also ordered Hunter to sit for an interview in mid-June under oath. An additional trial is scheduled for July to determine if Hunter's child support payments will be adjusted, as he requested in 2022. He's paying $20,000 a month, a calculation based on his income. The legal dilemma could produce information about how much Hunter Biden earned from his nefarious family business interests. Uh, he may rue the day that he decided to sue uh, and ask for lower payments uh, for, uh, that would be for child support. Uh, this could reveal a lot in the coming months. Congress has now uh, has compelling evidence that a letter from 51 security experts during the 2020 election falsely portraying the Hunter Biden laptop as Russian influence operation was in fact Joe Biden campaign propaganda. Now armed with the truth, GOP lawmakers are looking to impose consequences for the organizations, uh, for the organizers and the signatories. Several House and uh, Senate Republicans say they are looking to impose penalties ranging from possible impeachment of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who uh, former uh, CIA Director Mike Morrill testified trigger fi- triggered the uh, effort, to defunding federal contracts and security clearance for the security and intelligence officials who signed their name to the letter. Exposing the truth is certainly the first step in accountability. Uh, pretty powerful accountability, said Ron Johnson, one of my favorite senators from Wisconsin, the top Republican on the powerful Senate Permanent uh, subsequent, uh, Subcommittee on Investigations. But the House can impeach those individuals who are currently serving in government, and a number of those individuals are now serving in the Biden administration. They ought to be either resigned or be impeached, he said. And then we should do everything we can to revoke security clearances of every one of those individuals that signed that letter, and all of them should be barred from either current or future employment with the federal government. Johnson's suggestion for possible penalties matched similar ideas floating in the House. That's all. (coughs) Excuse me. Very good. See how this turns out. And finally, uh, the Biden administrations will end the uh, country's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for federal employees and international air travelers on May the 11th, the White House said Monday. The requirement will will be dropped the same day the administration intends to end the public health emergency enacted in response to the coronavirus pandemic. And here's a quote which makes no sense. While vaccination remains one of the most important tools in advancing the health and safety of employees and promoting the efficiency of workplaces, we are now in a different phase of our response when these measures are no longer necessary, said the White House. So in other words, they're saying the vaccinations are uh, vital and important and effective, and they are none of those things, in my opinion. The vaccination mandate for international travelers was intended to curb the spread of new variants of the coronavirus. Uh, The change or return to rules prior to the mandate means international air travelers who are not U.S. citizens or lawful permanent residents will no longer need to be fully vaccinated before they fly to the United States. And, of course, the irony, of course, is that all those coming across the border illegally did not were not even required to have a vaccine. In fact, many of them have diseases that are bringing it to the United States. How sad. The godfather of artificial intelligence, 75-year-old Turing Prize winner uh, Jeffrey Hinton, joins several other tech pioneers and notables in warning of the impacts of artificial intelligence. Hinton was partially responsible for the development of AI, a technology that is used by the biggest companies in tech industry, according to the New York Times. 
On Monday, Hinton tweeted, uh, in the New York Times today, Cade Metz implies I left Google so I could criticize Google. Actually, I left so that I could talk about the dangers of AI without considering how this impacts Google. Google, he said, has acted very responsibly. Hinton originally believed that they were 30 to 50 years away from reaching a critical point in AI development. However, he says, I no longer think that. He said that a part of him regrets helping with the development of AI, and it could have one day replaced people in the workforce and helped disseminate misinformation. He told New York Times, I console myself with the normal excuse, if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have. Hmm. Until last year, he said Google acted as a proper steward for the technology, careful not to release something that might cause harm. But now that Microsoft has augmented its Bing search engine with a chatbot challenging Google's core business, Google is racing to deploy the same kind of technology. The tech giants are locked in a competition that might possible be impossible to stop, Hinton said. His immediate concern is that Internet will be flooded with false photos videos and text, and the average person will not be able to know what is true anymore. And I would submit it's <laughs> that's the case right now. It's almost impossible to know what you can truly believe. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, the uh, Florida State Senate president. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambos says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. 
everyone. Every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CallYourSeniorCenter.org. That's CallYourSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to be a visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our Florida uh, State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. This is the last week. It's kind of a whirlwind experience, I understand. (laughs) It certainly is. Uh, we we spent all weekend here finalizing the budget. I think I uh, I didn't sleep at all, nor did anyone else on, on my staff. And uh, we got the budget done, and uh, it's now being printed. And um, if it gets on the desk, whatever time it gets on the desk uh, today, uh, we can vote at, uh, within that time on Friday. So we're hoping that we get it on the desk before noon. So we can vote on Friday on the budget and then uh, go home. So if I understand the rule correctly, it has to be submitted in print on your desk before noon in order for it to have a, in order to have a vote by Friday. Is that because of a cooling yeah, off period? The cooling off period is seventy two hours. So um, you know, the, I know the staff worked all last night. I went home really late, got here really early, and I think they're finalizing it. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna present it on Thursday. Uh, and debate it so that all we have to do on Friday is vote. Um, in the meantime, we're finishing up, you know, the bills that have been going back and forth with amendments, um, you know, trying to get them in shape so that they're the same uh, to pass them out. I think yesterday we had maybe 60 bills that we passed. It was uh, it was pretty hectic. You passed 60 bills yesterday? Oh, I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> some of, some, I think so. I I don't even know. I know. All I know is that uh, it was really fast and furious. And, you know, you have to keep your eye on the ball, make sure nobody puts amendments you don't like um, and, and those kind of things. But, you know, we're there. It, it's been quite a, an interesting process, uh, probably the opportunity of a lifetime. Fabulous. And uh, I, had, I found one media outlet that described what's happening in the last week is bills are flying and dying. <laughs> Uh, this is true. We we a number of bills are, are not going to make it across the finish line because you know some people you know and I have a very different philosophy. I will not um, uh, support uh, adding amendments on bills that haven't been vetted in committee, and that's what the lobbyists do. They try to get bills on all these. They try to get um, amendments on bills that have gone through the process and bringing up new issues. And I've been holding firm against that and Good for you. so that's kind of that's why some of the bills are dying and i'm telling them if you put an amendment on that hasn't been vetted it's going to kill the bill good for you i mean i think that's yeah. a great strategy because so much happens that's well uh in the last second and the last minute trying to make changes right. that are not necessarily right. in the interest of the people exactly so. <clears throat> so we're good so what's hanging fire right now that you think is important that you want to see get across the finish line 
Um, I, you know, obviously the budget, uh, there are a couple of, um, common sense bills that we need to, uh, finish up some transparency issues, uh, local ordinance issues. And, um, you know, the, all the heavy lifting, uh, has been pretty much concluded. We did all the governor's, um, initiatives early on. So now it's member bills, you know, they're not, none of them have a whole lot of sex appeal, but they, they're just good governance. So mm-hmm. we're. We're going to get those done. So uh, the bill passed uh, so the uh, governor can run for president without resigning. Any inside information on what's going to happen? Um, Well, the thing about it is uh, our current law does not uh, preclude the governor from running. He does not have to resign. I've read it backwards, forwards, inside and outside. Because running for anyone who's running for president whether it be the governor uh, or Donald Trump or anyone for that matter, does not have to qualify in Florida. The whole thing about qualifying is federal officers from Florida, because they're from Florida, local state uh, uh, government. And it has a whole process of qualifying. It requires forms to be filled out and a financial statement to be uh, submitted, none of which applies to the president. So I don't know why everybody was talking about this resigned to run. So I just said, let's just let's just fix the statute because everybody's talking about it. It's distracting. It's not necessary. I've been getting emails from all these people saying, how dare you do this? It's totally irrelevant. He doesn't have to resign to run. And if people would get, get that through their heads, then we'd be fine. Yeah, but they that's, that's so interesting, Kathleen. Uh, another issue is uh, there's been some discussion about a Trump DeSantis ticket. And uh, the Constitution reads, as some people claim, that you can't have the president and the vice president from the same state. But it doesn't say that. It basically says that it, uh, the electors who are voted for, uh, they can't that- vote for uh, people from the same state it's just uh people i you know i live this every day i live it breathe it eat it sleep it and i read it and i study it and the emails that i'm getting from people and the texts i'm getting from people about this bill that bill what's going on are totally bogus yeah and it drives me crazy because i know it and when i try to explain it they yell at me i mean the collier rec are just they've jumped the shark as far as i'm concerned the way they're reviewing things. I mean, I don't know where they. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> roll. Well, that's roll. that's. Uh, I had an interview yesterday with an individual uh, historian. He basically said, you know, one of the reasons we have this great divide and tension in our society is because people used to be we watched Walter Cronkite and we all had the same information and news, and then we may have differences right. in our opinions, but now we all get our news from different sources and. It's so contradictory, and we can't even talk about issues. Yeah, and and, and it's always uh, black and white, my way or the highway, and that's not how uh, good governance is. You know, there are different uh, viewpoints. And yeah. this whole thing about the elections bill, the misinformation that is being uh, spread about the elections bill is horrific. Yeah. And, and it's embarrassing I think for the people who are spreading the misinformation, if they would read the bill that, and understood it, they would realize that what they're saying is wrong. They just—I think what happens: somebody says something, and everybody takes it and runs with it without, you know, 
without really having any knowledge. But yeah. it is what it is. And by the way, there's some other great parts of that bill and election integrity types of things that I think exactly. are strengthening the Yeah, they're misinterpreting it, misreading it. And the problem is it's all for political purposes. It's not for to tell the truth. I mean, yeah. the media is bad on one side, but the, you know... The other side's just as bad, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a politician. I mean, I just want to try to do the right thing. And we're so grateful for that. Again, Kathleen Pasadena, and we certainly hope that the uh, budget passes on Friday and that you're able to come back to the Paradise Coast. I really appreciate <laughs> your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting. Uh, with Boo Morton, so I'm going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. Among other things, get uh, know the policies and the, and the politics. They prepare elected officials to win and have a winning strategy in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the FGA. Dot org, the FGA.org. We have with us Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, and it makes me smile when I say that. Boo, welcome to the show. Well, it's my pleasure. <clears throat> and I uh, yesterday I picked up the Wall Street Journal, and on the front page it said, Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names. And indeed it does. Let me give you an example. Goldman Sachs lawyer, CIA head William Burns, banker Ariana de Rothschild, consultant uh, Joshua Ramos, Bard College president Leo Botstein, 
and professor and author Noam Chomsky. Yeah. Chomsky. Anyway, they associated repeatedly with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was convicted, was a convicted sex offender, and served time. Yeah, he did he still indeed. Went uh, in fact, the, the guy, the head of uh, Bard College, invited Epstein, and he, Epstein brought with him a group of young female guests to the campus. <laughs> well, you know, the, the other intriguing part about this story is the fact that he apparently was an intelligence asset for maybe uh, the, CIA, the FBI or CIA, as well as uh, the uh, Israelis. So... Uh, it's hard to determine what the purpose of these meetings might be, but it, it doesn't sound good for the reputation of those that were involved. No, their photos are in the front of the Wall Street Journal, and no matter how much they dodge and weave, some of these people, it wasn't a one-off meeting. Like, mm -hmm. oh, God, I can't go out with that. I mean, the guy is, I mean, he was a, a registered, he was registered as a sex offender. Yeah. This was a badass guy. Yeah. No, and, uh... They met with him, one, one person met with him two dozen times. Yeah. And oftentimes in, oftentimes in his um, townhouse, and the townhouse is where he sexually abused female victims for years. Yeah. Many of them underage. Yeah. And this was all over the newspapers. It wasn't an isolated, hushed-up event. It was all over national and international news. So I guess maybe the real story here is, of course, he's accumulated wealth that some people just can't account for. They don't know where he got his wealth. Uh, that's one thing. But the other thing is he certainly, I don't know what his motivation was, but it might have been gathering harmful information on people in, the, in higher ups and places of power and using it against them. Listen, I wouldn't put anything past him. <laughs> yeah. Then these guys really, guys and women, really look like schnooks. Yeah, they really do. So uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, it sounds like you're focusing mainly on the uh, the meetings, the scheduled meetings that he had with higher-ups in various places. What's your what's your take on all this? What, what, are, what are your conclusions? Oh, I, I think this is a massive um, cover-up because these people were on his calendar as just having meetings. Nobody went to his island repeatedly. No, none of these people were on his jet repeatedly, unlike Clinton, unlike Bill Gates, unlike other really high-profile men that went down there. I mean, he they got him, they prosecuted him, they prosecuted Jelaine, whatever her name is. You know, she'll be in jail the rest of her life. And, and, they, and she was the procurer of all these young underage women for these guys. Yeah. The guys are the bad ones. Those are the bad guys. Yeah. And yet not one has been prosecuted. Uh, you're exactly right. And do I recall that uh, she had a some sort of a diary or booklet or with names and so forth? That has yet to be released to the public, as, as I understand it. In other words, uh, that's another source of information that uh, I think would be pretty valuable in understanding what's really happened. In my, in this case, at least, it just goes to show, at least this is my interpretation, if mm -hmm. you've got money and power, you can dodge the accountability of what you've done. The only person that, that was blown out of the water by that was Prince Andrew, because and that was because of the photo, and she had other evidence that yeah. she was with him, so he got nailed. What about all the, I mean, Clinton was down there repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't 
is he above the law? Apparently. <laughs> do you think we have a dual system of justice? Yes. I yes. Do too. In this case, I do believe that. And, you know, I never wanted to believe that. I thought this was, you know, a fair and just country, and I think for the most part it is. But these guys, they're, what they did was against the law and horrific, yeah. Go, having sex with underage girls. There's, there's no good spin on that. No, there isn't. And, and boo- yet they're getting away with it. Hunter Biden is getting away with whatever he's getting away with. Well, the interesting story there is that he is asked to go to court in order to reduce the amount of money he's paying uh, his, uh, the mother of uh, his child which they're not including in the family photos, obviously. They're not putting a stocking up on Christmas on the mantle for, for this child. But any, in any event, I think he's going to rue the day that he ever did that because uh, now they're asking for all kinds of information about his finances. And this could really reveal an awful lot about the, the Biden crime family. Well, they should have been doing this for years. I know. But he's been untouchable. Why is that? Uh, uh, dual system of justice that's that's why you know well it's almost impossible well yeah just to me it's astounding that we could actually be uh, considering uh, 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 parents Biden. going to school boards and being uh, domestic terrorists that were uh, uh, arresting people at their homes with their kids at home uh, with assault rifles and so forth because they're singing hymns in front of the uh, Planned Parenthood. And uh, just take a look at what's happening with uh, with uh, President uh, Trump and what he's gone through. It's Clearly, there's very little evidence of justice in this entire process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary when yeah. you think about it. I mean, it's just, it's holy Toledo. I know. Uh, he's a, I mean, I... I've been waiting for years for them to go after Biden with what he did over in, I don't know, Ukraine or Romania, one of those countries over there where he was paid millions of dollars yeah. uh, for uh, for information and for, you know, leading business to them. And maybe I'm naive. Maybe this goes on all the time and it's no big deal. Well, Maybe it, we're making a big deal about nothing. It, it may go on all the time, but no, but not as uh, artlessly as it's happened with the Biden administration. I mean, he's been so much in your face with regard to taking money from the Communist Chinese Party, uh, millions of dollars from the Russians, from the uh, Ukrainians. Uh, he haven't showed that. You've seen that video, I'm sure, where he was bragging that he told uh, uh, the president of Ukraine that if you don't come up with uh, or fire this guy. Uh, who happened to be the prosecutor? Uh, if you don't fire him in the ne- by the time we get on the airplane, you're not going to get your billion dollars, which is coming from the United States government. He, he was bragging about that. Uh, did you see that clip? No, oh. no. Well, again, he's he, he, he's just been out front and, and uh, bragging about this stuff, and uh, there's there's got to be some consequences sooner or later. Hopefully, the Republicans that are holding these. Uh, committee meetings will ha- come up with some, some solutions. The problem is, of course, when they refer it to the Department of Justice, that guy's weaponized as well. Yeah. And so. I don't know. It's, uh, I'll tell you, as we've often said, it, these are strange times, but, and they're not good times. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody feels really great. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. I mean, I think that this is, 
across all party lines. I think people are edgy. They don't, they don't really, for the most part, a lot of people don't want Biden to run. They don't want Trump to win. You know, they don't even want him to run. Yeah. It, 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 we're just in a, a quandary. And it seems like it all started with COVID. And we, I don't know, we're, it, we're collectively in a funk. Well, I, I agree with that on one hand. On the other hand, I, I truly believe that uh, being happy is a decision, and I refuse to not be happy. <laughs> I'm going to be happy in my daily life, irrespective of what's happening politically. Well, I think so. But, you know, a lot of money is going to fly out of your pocketbook. Yeah, it's so, um, so true. If the Democrats, so then you'll be less happy. <laughs> <laughs> less, less wealthy, anyhow. Boo Mortensen, again, it's always great to get your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website, choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. 
Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government doesn't like that. No, it doesn't, but your efforts are appreciated. We <laughs> And uh, you, you wrote a column. This is really good. It's good information. Biggest AI problem for now, the people designing it. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, what I what I looked, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. I, I'm I'm extremely concerned about AI, um, yeah. and I have been for a long time. Um, I, I think timelines a little, you know. I I, I owned a, a iRobot, you know, the 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 Roomba yeah. vacuum, and it's supposed to learn where where not to go to where it gets stuck, and mine never did. I was like, so I'm not that worried yet. Yeah, <laughs> but but. Um, it got stuck in the same spot every day. But anyway, um, this is going to be, I mean, we are creating something that's going to be the first thing besides us that's aware of its own existence. Yeah. And we're creating something that, we, that can do what even we can't do, which is improve our sentience. Um, you know, we, we have genetic predispositions. If you're, as I say in the piece, if you're born dumb, no matter how much you read, no matter how much you study, you're only going to improve marginally around the edges, right? Because you have a genetic predisposition to be dumb. Uh, the you know a physical example would be, you know, uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman were actors and actors, two actors. Rhea Perlman's five feet tall. Danny DeVito is lucky to be five if he's five four ten four ten, and they had babies. They married and had babies. They aren't seven footers. No, they're not going to be Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> They're not playing center in the NBA. No, um, because you know, but you know, the 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 anti-humans amongst amongst us, like they and they, um, and that, I can never say this word. They ascribe human characteristics to non-human things. Right. Like every time I hear the phrase "gun violence" on television, I want to punch the television. Yeah. Because guns are inanimate objects; they can't commit verbs. Right. So, you, you know, humans have to pick them up and use them, and they could be used for good or ill. Right. You know, artificial intelligence has sentience. Artificial intelligence can improve its sentience. A gun can't turn itself into a machine, you know, a pistol can't turn itself into a machine gun. Right. AI can start out as Joe Biden and end up as Stephen Hawking. Yeah. And anything that can evolve, evolve itself that rapidly, which AI will do, will very quickly come to dominate everything and everyone around it. So that's the, that's the future. And so I, I wrote the piece, you know, that's why I said, you know, the biggest problem with AI for now is the people designing it are anti-human for the most part. It's China, it's, it's the big tech companies, Google, yeah. a lot of ex-Googles, uh, executives are pouring money into this. Uh, Eric Schmidt's doing what, you know, Big Tech does. Eric Schmidt's the former CEO of Google, and he's doing what, you know, Big Tech does. I go to government for cronyism. He's started an AI company and then gone to D.C. and said, we want government to fund artificial intelligence research. Well, guess where that money will go? His freaking company. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's, you know, this, so the big problem now is the worst people are launching it. So it's launching in all the wrong directions. The people that we might want doing this, if we were forced to do AI, um, people like Elon Musk are saying, "Let's stop for a bit. <laughs> let's 
Let's not develop it. The people we want developing are saying, don't develop it. Well, so, you know, a, a former. Uh, I, I have. I, I didn't put this. I have, I'm having flashbacks to the documentaries about big tech company executives don't let their kids use their social media platforms. Yeah. What does that tell you? Exactly. And, you know, so the people like, and and they're the ones developing AI. It's Jeffrey Hinton just left uh, 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 Google. And he said that he left because he he basically wanted to tell the truth about what he was seeing. It really concerned him. He said he thought uh, the uh, problems with uh, AI would be 30 to 50 years away. And he says he's changed his mind. And obviously he's saying now that uh, Microsoft has got involved, it's Google and Microsoft competing now to get the edge. And he said that we've lost all all uh, any kind of perspective about what the AI can do in our lives. And I, I pull, uh, one of my favorite quotes um Michael Crichton was was a was a conservative. He he wrote Jurassic Park, yeah, and and, and a bunch of other movies. He, he unfortunately passed away relatively young, and he was he wrote Jurassic Park. And his one of his sage sentiments from the book, as I said, the movie, as I said, the piece, forty seven Jurassic Parks ago in the original, because yeah. um, they've made nine trillion, and of course aren't using. It's like James Bond; they're not using Ian Fleming books anymore. They're not using Crichton books anymore because he's not making anymore. Um, so the, the quality of the movies has dropped, in my opinion. But anyway, Crichton's uh, sentiment is characterized by Jeff Goldblum brilliantly, and I'm going to paraphrase. He says, you guys are rushing, rushing to do this without any responsibility, without any concept of what you were creating. You just wanted to, you, you patented it, and you pro- packaged it, and you sell it, sell it, sell it. we got to sell we got to sell He goes, you guys were so concerned with whether or not you could you didn't concern yourselves about whether or not you should. Huh. That's a great quote. And that's, and that's what's happening now. It's this mindless, anti-human, anti-God, where I'm God, I'm going to develop this, and it's going to event. Now, remember also, and I didn't even, the piece was over a thousand words, I couldn't put all the stuff I thought about in one piece, but the, the, the people that are developing this are anti-human. They're, they're part of that globalist cabal that wants to go from 8 billion to 1 billion people. Right. So there's less people to revolt when, when we're all broke and they're, they're wealthy. And, and, and so, you know, they want to develop AI to, to, to rid themselves of all these pesky humans with which they have to deal currently. Well, you know, there's, the, uh, there's a, a, a petition going around with uh, several tech moguls trying to get at least a temporary suspension of AI development. Uh, so there is some resistance to all this, but you're absolutely right. The the overwhelming uh, uh, effort is to uh, develop AI as fast and as possible. And here's the thing: we're having this, we're having this, you know, barely. We're barely having this nicety debate about what, whether we should pause or, you know, you know, what, we're having this debate. Meanwhile, China's going, and China's not going to pause, yeah, and China's going to continue developing it. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we. This is why I'm. So you know, apocalyptic about it. Yeah, it's going to get here. No matter what we do, it's you know, DC's having all these lobby fights, and everybody's hiring everybody to on both sides of this alleged debate. Meanwhile, China is going to deliver. Well, you're absolutely right about that. It's going to be delivered by a communist regime that's not going to be very pleasant. Absolutely. Again, Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. Sign up for the newsletter, by the way, uh, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and uh, lots of great theater coming up. And I hope you'll visit the website and find out more and get tickets. The website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harton. She's my wonderful, beautiful wife. And also extremely well informed about what's happening around the world and right here on the Paradise Coast. Linda, thanks so much for joining us. It's another beautiful day. It is another day. Beautiful day in Paradise. And by the way, car carriers are showing up in droves, taking people away. This happens to be my favorite time of the year. Oh, boy. You know what? It's just so nice to get our, our town back, Naples back. We always say that at the end, don't we? It's just really... Really remarkable, yeah, and it, the, yeah. whole, the whole frame of reference changes because it becomes more of a layback. Uh, I, I kind of think about, when I say this, Key West, I don't, I've not spent a lot of time in Key West, but uh, nevertheless, you think about this becoming kind of Key West. You know what'll snap you back to reality? The sound of buzz saws and jackhammers in our building when people <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely true. Peace and quiet is gone for yeah. the next six months. Say, a lot of stuff uh, right now is being revealed on the left. And I know you've been focusing on a couple of media things that are going on. Well, just for starters, um, BuzzFeed, a left-wing um, organization, news organization that was very instrumental in... in um, uh, 
bad mouthing Trump and, and everything going on with the elections, both in 2016 and 2020, filed for bankruptcy, going out of business. Yeah. Vice, another, uh, it was a $5.7 billion uh, company it was left wing. Um, I hadn't heard about it since last night, but now I know a lot more. Uh, it was huge, huge uh, organization, and they are filing for bankruptcy. So I've never heard of Vice. Though, what what, what was uh, Vice all about? It's another um, uh, news outlet, news access point for for the left, liberal left, and and just to bring something else up, which I think is just so ironic, is and then we can just take a turn into Fox News. Um, the the writers for the, the TV shows in Hollywood or for movies and all these things went on strike. You know what? Uh, this is amazing to me. These people voted to go on strike. And I realize that you've got some issues in terms of employment, but... You know what? They're in the. They're facing extinction. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, well, well. They, I mean, AI it could actually write p- plays, write scripts, or do all the things that uh, that the uh, uh, screenwriter, screenwriters of gold can write. Well, but that's that's all true. Um, and I, if you want, I can tell you what Glenn Beck was talking about on his show yesterday, which which just freaked me out and wanted to eliminate I, AI, meaning. Face recognition and FaceTime. I mean, the fact that that um, all these stuff, um, artificial intelligence can with with FaceTime and facial recognition, they can make a, a print of your face and use it for nefarious activity if yeah. if they choose to. Anyway, back to back to the Hollywood writers. Um, their their uh, livelihood has been going downhill for a long time because they their content is just awful the only thing that they've been able to do is write for jimmy kimmel and all these late night shows oh remember johnny carson how great he was well that's no more because all they're doing is is bad mouthing trump and bad mouthing the right Mm -hmm. and and it's like we talked about before you um brought me on everything that's woke everything that's that's uh left-leaning and hateful they're imploding, yeah. and now let's just segue into Fox News for just a second. Mm-hmm. What what happened with that um, lawsuit between Fox and Dominion, where Fox News just caved and 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 off and is giving Dominion voting systems or Dominion whatever the name of it is seven hundred what yeah, million dollars. 787 or was it 870 it's a lot yeah a lot, million dollars right and and so and so didn't i tell you right after we saw that we commented oh my goodness fox caved mm-hmm. and i said and they had a great case against dominion I mean, they well they did and alan dershowitz said they could have won it easily absolutely and they, so they caved and and there's so many questions surrounding that but i told you i said watch something something's wrong here Watch and see what happens with, with their on-air people. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't 24 hours later that Dan Bongino was like, oh, well, Dan, Dan Bongino and Fox News um, has parted company. Within four days, Tucker Carlson, their biggest moneymaker on Fox News, oh, we've agreed to part company. Or part, Fox News has parted ways with, with Tucker Carlson. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and uh, you know what? The backlash on this one is people are not going to forget. They are loyal to Tucker Carlson. Uh, how many people canceled their Fox Nation subscriptions? We canceled it within 10 minutes of hearing the news. Yep, and, and people are doing it like crazy. And they're trying to uh, – I heard one um, 
Oh, Darren Beatty, the guy that we like to watch. He's from Revolver.com. He comes with all these great stories. He says, he says, these people think America, the American people, Tucker's audience is stupid. They're, they think that they can put up the regular Fox hosts that are not controversial or truth tellers. By the way, Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson were the most out there truth tellers in right. all of Fox News, right. and they decided that was not a good idea. So Darren Beatty is going, now they're just thinking, oh, we can just serve the our whatever listeners we have left, Pablum yeah. and Oatmeal, and, and think they're going to be okay with that. And in the meantime, Fox... Uh uh, Newsmax has uh, increased their audience over two hundred percent. Yeah, it's just amazing. Quite frankly, I think of uh, I don't know what Tucker's going to do. It'll be something really creative and original and thoughtful. But uh, he could join Newsmax right now. I'm sure make a lot more money than he's making at Fox and bring the audience with him. But now you mentioned something to me when we were talking about that the other evening, and um, so they've agreed to pay Tucker Carlson out on his contract so he's making money yeah so so under what i mean he, so he's got a contract with him so can he do that can he go with newsmax well he, he uh they're trying the, to keep him quiet by the way yeah, the, through the 2024 election some people think that they're trying yeah that's right they're, they think that they're just trying to put him pay him to keep him from uh performing and from uh doing his show I don't think he'll put up with that. I think he'll say, "Keep your money. I'm going to go ahead and do the sh- do what I want to do." And oh, by the way, the Newsmax stuff is is the only one that we actually know about that that is offering. Um, uh, one American News made him a big offer. I know. Well, I just think, and you know what, I'm I'm just putting this out there. I told you, I I've, I've been emailing to Dan Bongino. I mean, he reads all of his emails. He says he reads, and I've just been saying. You and Tucker yeah. and a couple other of these folks need to get together and form something huge. And by the way, Dan Bongino is a major investor in Rumble. Rumble has taken off since YouTube has gone woke. And and I don't know how much money they have. I don't know what they yeah. can do. But wouldn't that be gigantic? I yeah. mean, if he's getting offers from all these places. Um, and, and, and oh, by the way. Can I just say how stupid Fox is? Because now they're trying to demonize him. Now they're trying to put up this stuff. Oh, oh, Tucker Carlson did this. Uh, Tucker Carlson um, was calling uh, women on on uh, Fox News certain um, yeah. bad words and whatever. But by the way, the woman who said that that Tucker Carlson created a, a bad atmosphere at Fox News never met him. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, they they can say whatever they want to. It's going to be like kind of like Alvin Bragg saying bad things about Trump. It's just going to refortify uh, Tucker Carlson and, and uh, what people believe because people they didn't just watch him because he was entertaining. He was thoughtful and informative, and we trusted him. People trusted him like they trusted Walter Cronkite. So, what did I send you yesterday? What I found out, and I don't know, remember what site. But Rupert Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch were in talks with Zelensky about about Tucker Carlson and how he was bringing up stuff about the Ukraine war. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that Tucker was saying that Ukraine was losing the war and and um, that all this money was was you know where's our money going? They didn't like that. No, they didn't. You know, you always bring great stuff to the end of the done? show on Tuesday. We're already done. done. I just really appreciate your commentary in the show, though. Thank you so much for joining You're us. You're welcome. All right. 
Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow as well, including Bob Levy, the Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, Professor and Author of Josephus of Oz. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>